Blog Talk Radio. Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Day thinkers, thought leaders, progressives, and dreamers. I'm Craig the Writer Stewart, and I am the author of three books and a podcast called So Much to Say. <laughs> Wait, that's not what this ad is about. The highly anticipated stage play, A Day in the Life, starring Jasmine Bonet and the Mouth of the South, Sophia McIntosh, returns to Atlanta. Visit my website, www.craigtherighterstuart.com, for more details about auditions and more. Again, that's www.craigtherighterstuart.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I'll see you there. Hi, I'm Kara. I'm Jason. My name is Rhonda. Chris. Ashley. My name is Sharon. Ben. Amber. Hello, my name is Robert. My name is Haley. Hello, I'm Jenny. My name is Paul. I am 54. 25. 26 years old. I'm a man. I'm a woman. I am a woman. I am a earth man. I am a dude. I'm female. I'm a man. I am a woman. I have so many siblings. I have three older brothers. I have one brother and a sister-in-law. I have two sisters. I have one mom, one dad, and one brother. I have one younger brother. I have one little sister. I'm a creator. I do investment consulting. I drive trucks for a living. I am a choreographer. Sales manager. I'm an attorney. I'm in between careers. I do event marketing. I'm a student. I love my family. I love cooking. I love my friends. I love coffee and cigarettes. To pop bubble wrap. UCLA football game. I love my pets. I love my country. I love equality. I love my wife. Love. I love California. <laughs> I've learned recently that the family, the friends, and my neighbors that I love so much, that it's okay to stand up with them in something that they believe in. I think I've learned a little bit about myself recently. That it's time to be seeking truth. My own anger. I've learned that my generation isn't apathetic. I've learned that we have the capability to overcome great hurdles. To stick up for what you believe in. I have learned recently that I can no longer tolerate being intolerated. I love boys. I am gay. I am straight. I am a straight man. I am a straight woman. I'm gay. I am gay. I like men. I'm a gay man. I am a gay male. I like ladies. I am straight. I am gay. I am gay. I am straight. I'm a lesbian. And I think I'm a pretty good one. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm AL. And I'm C. And we are the Accelerator Twins. 
check out our brand new single, If You Let Me, today on iTunes. Visit our website, www.etcetratwins.com. It's your reading, Miss Continental, Chantal DeMarco, inviting each and every one of you to Chicago, Illinois, for Mr. and Miss Continental. Honoring myself and my very handsome king, Ramon Ventura. For the Mr. Division, that's August 31st and September 1st. And of course, for Miss Continental, September 2nd and 3rd. No better place to be Labor Day weekend than the windy city of Chicago, Illinois. As always, live Continental. Breathe Continental. Be Continental. Yours always, Chantel. DeMarco. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Talk with Micah. And this is your girl, T.S. Madison. Yes, God, honey. Miss New Weave, 22 inches herself. Remember, ladies. If you ain't rocking 22 inches or better, bitch, you're practically bald. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk with Micah and Friends. Now, if you guys have just joined us, you've actually joined us at the best possible time in the right time. We're actually back with Episode 71, and this is the roundtable, the continuation. Now, for those who didn't hear the show last week, I'll explain how it works. The roundtable is meant to put a panel made up of individuals from various backgrounds with different perspectives on a radio platform creating healthy, respectful dialogue. You know, that can sometimes lead to a debate, which is solely fine, surrounding anything from social media, relationships, friendship issues, advice, political perspectives, and pop culture. Now, these panel shows seem to be my most interesting and one of the well-liked, so hence why it's been being produced again and again. Now, by the way, Thank you to all of my streams from last week, 15,000 streams of last week's episode. I really appreciate those followers from Twitter, Blog Talk Radio, and iTunes because, for, because of you guys, uh, we're at 15,000 streams. And I really appreciate you guys because you don't, you, know, you don't mind listening and supporting the talk with my and friends. So, again, thank you. Now, as I said on last week, I'm actually hoping to be able to present the Roundtable Talk conversation in person live with guests later this year in Atlanta, Georgia. So 
Keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears peeled, whatever. Ears open, eyes peeled. <laughs> keep supporting so that we can make this happen. Now, tonight I have with me four individuals, two of which were guests from last week. They're here to talk about topics, topics to get the seat heated yet again. Now, my listening audience, it's very important. I see that you guys are t- coming in the room. So it's very important that if you want to be included while the conversation is happening, make sure to press number one on your phone so that we can bring you in and you can provide your comment, your question, or whatever it is pertaining to the topics being discussed on tonight. I really want you guys involved so the show can't really happen without you guys, okay? Or it won't be as fun without you guys, I'll say that. So let's go ahead and introduce my panel so we can go go ahead and get started. Now from Atlanta, Georgia, we actually have Chris coming back. Chris, are you here? I'm here. Hello, everybody. I'm glad you're back, and thank you so very much. Uh, Also from Atlanta, you're welcome. Also from Atlanta, we have, uh, well, he's from Alabama, I believe, but he lives in Atlanta. Let's give it up for a new timer, first timer here on the Talk with Mike and Friends, and that's DeMario. Hey, DeMario. Hey, 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 hey. It's so good to be the Caucasian Republican on the panel today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, not a problem, not a problem. But it's it's actually Diane, not Barbara. Um, from the DMV oh, area. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm Diane. From the, from the DMV area, we actually have Derek on the line. So welcome back, Derek. It's been a while. Hi, it has been. I'm glad to be back. Great, great, great. And also residing in the DMV area, but originally from the state of Alabama. Let's give it up once again for Zachariah. Welcome back, Zachariah. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Representing Alabama in the DMV, I am here. <laughs> well, all right. Well, thanks. I'm glad you guys are, are feeling good, and so it seems like we're going to have a good time tonight. Now, um, before we get going into, into these actual topics that we'll have, and we're going to pick up what we um, left off from last week, there is a new segment titled Dear Micah, okay? It's coming to the airwaves pretty soon consistently, um, but tonight's going to be a trial run. You know, I'm actually going... Uh, to get my panel in on the action. I've already pre-warned them, you know, that I'm going to get them on the action um, to go ahead and start out the conversation on tonight and really get everyone comfortable for tonight's show. So go ahead, everybody that's listening and streaming live, go ahead and get your glasses of your wine, your liquor, your juice, or whatever, your, you know, whatever you do to relax. And so we can go ahead and um, unpack tonight's show. Um, so now, sometime last year, I made an announcement that I wanted to start a segment on the show titled Dear Micah. Now, Dear Michael is going to be similar to Steve Harvey's The Strawberry Letter, as well as like Dear Abby. You know, Dear Abby was like in a newspaper, like over 1,200 newspapers nationwide. It was like the advice column. Mm. So the purpose of this new segment here on the Talk with Micah is for any of you out there who would like real, raw, and uncut candid advice from me and a special co-host for the week, you can simply email us at dearmicah at mail.com. That's Dear Micah, D-E-A-R-M-I-C-A-H, at mail, not Gmail, but mail.com. Now, some of you may be asking, well, are there any boundaries or limitations on the type of advice we seek? And the short answer is no. Ask whatever you want. You can write in about relationships, family, friendship issues, sex, career, money, whatever. The only requirement, you must start your emailed letter out with Dear Micah. Now, I do not profess to know everything. I do not profess to know everything, but the great thing about it is that you are getting unbiased, real, raw, candid advice from me, which to most of you is a stranger. Um, now, you also may have heard me just mention about that I will have a special guest each time we produce this segment. 
the interesting, the interesting thing about this guest is that they would not have read the email prior to the show. So when you hear the letter, they hear the letter. And you get to hear that advice, you know, on the spot. So guess what? Today is a trial run, as I said before, and from my constant promotion on Twitter, I was able to get a few anonymous letters, and my special guest this week will consist of the panel. Now, also the great thing about having a special guest or guest to unpack the letters is that my advice may not be their advice, as that happens on an everyday basis. You know, most times our friends have different views on situations. But hopefully, regardless of the response, you are able to take something from what we provide and make the best out of your current situation. And that goes to whoever writing, you know, whoever writes the letter. Now, to my panel, are you guys ready to dig into these letters and deliver some candid, uncut advice? Absolutely. I'm ready. Okay, great. Well, of course. <laughs> great. So please keep in mind that all emails or letters are anonymous, but I will alert the person who sent the email when their letter will be addressed on the show. So no worries there. So let's go ahead and start with the first letter, and let me go ahead and get it for you guys so we can go ahead and unpack it. So the first letter reads, Dear Micah. Now, remember, you have to start your letters out with Dear Micah when you email me, or I will not uh, put them into consideration. My boyfriend and I have been in a monogamous relationship together for three years. Recently, I downloaded Jack and created a profile. Mm. I've chatted and exchanged pics with guys, but I have never hooked up with anyone. My profile says partners, in quotation marks, and I specifically say that I'm just looking for friends. Last week, my boyfriend went snooping on my phone, even though the app was well hidden. He found it and read some of my conversation. Now he's pissed and says being on Jack is cheating. I say it's just fantasy. Mm -hmm. Who's right hmm. and who's wrong? Signed, Sneaky Freaky. I'm going to read that one more time. My boyfriend and I have been in a monogamous relationship together for three years. Recently, I downloaded Jack and created a profile. I've chatted and exchanged pics with guys, but have never hooked up with anyone. My profile says partner, and I specifically say that I'm just looking for friends. Last week, my boyfriend went stupid on my phone, even... Though the app was well hidden, he found it and read some of my conversations. Now he's pissed and says being on Jack is cheating. I say it's just fantasy. Who's right and who's wrong? Signed, sneaky, freaky. Who would like? Who would like? Who would like to start? I would. I would like. I would like to go ahead. It's a lot of people, so I'm going to. I'm going to pick Demario. Demario, you, since you're new, I'm going to allow you to to, to start first. <laughs> The Thank you so much, Julie Chen. Thank you, Julie Chen. Uh, so, coming from someone who has been on Jack before in my previous life, and coming from someone who's in a relationship, I just feel like when you're on Jack, you're looking for trouble. Like, even if you're single, you're looking for trouble. And I believe when you're in a relationship, even though you might not have the intentions to go on there and get into trouble, things happen. Like, Who's to say, like, you and your, your partner, y'all are into it one day, and one day you just get on there and somebody's talking, speaking the right stuff, and y'all end up hooking up. It's just the thing of it just puts you in a sticky situation. It's the same. I feel the same way about going to the strip club because I feel like it's the same thing with straight men. When they go to the strip club, they might have gotten into it with their girlfriend or anything like that, but you 
the right stripper come along and she can take you to the champagne room and make you forget about your problems. I just feel like it's a sticky situation when you go ahead and get on there, no matter if you pin partner on there or whatever. And I know some hoes that that just make them want to bite bite more when they see partner on there. That's mm. more the thrill of the hunt. Mm. So you saying so? So when they see partner, you think that so it, I, that makes them want to even you know so try to see what's going on even more? Yeah. So I think. And I think when you have Jack or whatever, I know when I've been in previous relationships, not this current relationship I'm in now, but when I've been in previous relationships and been on Jack, it's almost like that secret weapon, like that little bit of like, well, let me hold on to this, you know, like holding on to your black book, holding on to something just in case like something happens or whatever, or like, you know, you just need like a extra bonus life or, you know, that's what I believe. I just feel like it's, you up for failure. It's a recipe for disaster. All right. I'm saving all mine. Go ahead, um, <laughs> Chris. <laughs> okay, so, Mr. Sneaky uh-huh. I, I think that you're just bored. I think mm. that you love your you love your boyfriend. I think that you mm. want to be with him, and I believe that you don't have any intentions of cheating on him. But I think you're bored and you're curious oh. and you kind of just want to know what's out there. <laughs> so maybe you guys need to find a way to spice up your relationship. Mm. I don't know if that means maybe bringing somebody in. I don't know what it may mean for you. Oh, my God. But you are wrong for not sharing your boredom with him. You should have told him that you were, you know, that you were, you were bored, you needed something, you were curious. So in that instance, you are wrong, and hopefully you guys get together and find a way to spice back up your relationship so that you don't go searching on Jack again for excitement. But that's, mm-hmm. that that's not like an excuse to me. That's not like an excuse. Like you bored? It's if I'm bored with my boyfriend. If I'm, but if I'm bored with my boyfriend, if I'm bored with my boyfriend, that means I don't need to be with my boyfriend. If I'm bored, that's right. crazy. No, 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 no. I have to, Micah. You get bored in a relationship. You get bored. Like Micah, it's, it's normal. Oh, go ahead, Darren. I got some luggage. I got some luggage I need to drop off on um, Freaky Freaky. I have something for me. Hold on, hold on, guys. Go ahead, Darren. First and foremost, like he said, the young man, he said that he'd been in his in a monogamous relationship, quote unquote, That's for right. three years. Mm-hmm. I slightly have to disagree with uh, with Chris on that because after three years in a relationship, three years in a gay relationship is like equivalent to ten in a heterosexual right. relationship. Just being, the, Come on, just, being the fact of all, just being the fact of everything that we as a culture and a community uh, encounter on a daily basis within and with within and out of relationships. So mm-hmm. at three years, there's no point, no there's no point, no rhyme, no reason as to why you should ever feel like you are bored in your relationship with your partner. And if in, fact, if, in part, if, in fact, that does come, there does come a time where you feel like there is boredom in your relationship, you need to work that out with your partner of whom you have allegedly been with for the past for the past three years. I can't, if I, like, I'm in a relationship, but I couldn't see for the life, I couldn't see for the life of me, me being bored and resulting, you know, mm-hmm. resulting to Jack to, that, to fill that void. No, sweetheart, you're on Jack because there's something that you are lacking within your relationship, right. and you're seeking it. El- you're seeking it elsewhere, and Jack just seems to be the normal or the typical go-to for gay, you know, for gay men. 
So I mm. have to totally like disagree with that. You can't tell me that you've been on, in a monogamous relationship and you got bored and you resulted to Jack because my question in return to you is, okay, what else have you done or what other measures have you, have you resulted mm-hmm. to in the three years mm-hmm. that you guys have been together when you were bored? If you're not to, mm-hmm. if you getting on Jack now if after three years because you're bored, you have this is not the first time that you have gotten mm. out of boredom. Mm. It's not the first mm. time that you have done anything that you was not supposed to do out of boredom. So I have to like disagree with you know with like Chris's point of view slightly. Mm-hmm. I agree with okay, uh, like spice it up, but no, you're not bored, sweetie. And- and, like, I feel like he wants validation from you saying that it is okay. The reason he's asking is because he knows it's not okay. Mm. Okay, so. You okay. I don't think he thinks it's okay. He knows that it's not. And so, I see that with a little Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like I want to answer the question as it was asked. The question was who's right and who's wrong. Mm-hmm. In the situation, I feel like that the person who went on Jack has already omitted that they were wrong. Because mm-hmm. they said they hid it, you don't hide right. things that there is mm-hmm. no problem with. Mm-hmm. So that the, you really answered your question in your response. And your response to mm-hmm. how you went about handling. And then you not only said that you hid it, but you went further to say that you hid it well. So that alone, us know. Well, what mm-hmm. I unpacked was there's already some trust issues because you knew that you not only had to hide it, but you had to hide it well. Outside of that, it makes me question. Like Gary said, where did these issues come from because apparently mm-hmm. there has already something else that that made you realize that you need to hide it and hide it well. Now People to Chris's point I do think okay, but it to to that point I will say that people can get bored in relationships. But to counteract that exactly what Demario said, at that point in time you need to figure out if this is for you or if it's not okay for you to be the only person and handle that the way that you see fit because you're not by yourself. If you feel like you're bored in the relationship, that's when you come to me and we talk about our relationship. It was previously stated this is a monogamous relationship. So at some time when you felt, okay, for me, where do I get the respect of letting me know this? Where do I get the idea that what you're doing is okay for me to do? Maybe I want to get on Jack too. Maybe that could be a new conversation. But to hide it makes it appear and makes it known fact that, you know, there is something there that you don't want to know. So in that, to answer the question, I do feel like if you're being on Jack, if you're hiding anything overall, you're just wrong. Because if you didn't feel like it was anything wrong, you would just put it out there for it to be seen. Okay. So so let me read my written out response to you guys. Because you guys, you guys have actually, when you hear it, you guys have really summed up. Basically, what the hell I just said, what what I'm about to say, but I'm but I'm gonna read it anyway. Okay, I want to feel important. Uh, my response <laughs> was, and, and then also area code uh, two five one. I see you waiting in the wings. I'm gonna get to you right after I meet, read my response because I think uh, you want to chime in. Okay, my response was, uh, who's right? Who's wrong? You are. He is. It all depends. For some people in committed relationships, apps like Jack, Grinder, Scruff, and all that other stuff are harmless fun. But for others, it indicates that the unwritten or explicit rules of their relationship need to actually be revisited. You guys have to realize that secrets can damage relationships just as profoundly as actions. I don't know why you felt the need to keep the app hidden, but my guess is that it's because you knew he would not approve. Forget about questioning who's right and who's wrong in this situation. Instead, what I'm going to need you to do 
sit, is sit down with your man and have an authentic conversation about the real reason you're sexting total strangers. Maybe you feel that your love life has gotten a little stale after three years together, and it makes you feel desirable again. Maybe you're a hopeless flirt. Maybe you really are just looking for friends. Whatever the reasons are, be open and honest about them and work toward building his trust back. Now, if he asks you to get off Jack the grind or scruff or whatever altogether, decide whether that's something you're willing to give up in order to keep him. My other question would be, what prompted him to go snooping in the first place? It had to be something that you did or the lack thereof that had him in the snoop in the snoopy mood or can't trust your ass mood basically. So when you sneak and sneak, there is a problem. So honest conversation needs to happen. Now, when it gets to the point of hiding a social app like Jack from your man, it's a problem all around, and I would rather you address it then than to go to the length of creating such an app. You know, I understand what Chris said because that was something that me and my friends were talking about because I went over this with one of my friends, and they was like, well, you know, maybe they just need to go ahead and, you know, get the app together and, and be on the app together and invite somebody in and all that. I mean, and I'm not down on nobody that does that because I actually have friends that are in open relationships. But um, whatever the case, you will never find out what needs to happen or what's really going on at the root cause or the surface of, of, of the matter if you don't have a conversation. So at the end of the day, you have to have a conversation. I'm going to bring, in, bring on area code 251, last four, 9874. Hold on one second here. All right, you are live with the round table. Please, you are live with the round table. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your comment or question, please. Hello, this is the Richard Simpson Tima. Last name Davenport, first name Jawaka Tima. <laughs> Hi. So, uh, Micah, you did say one thing that I was talking about was why was the boyfriend even snooping in your phone in the beginning? The Which leads uh-huh. me to believe that he either has done something because a lot of times when you go through somebody's phone, it's because you didn't did something and you looking for something mm, else. So we need to check him mm-hmm. too. You need to check him too. <laughs> Not only uh and you also hit uh tapped on thing that it was well hidden. Uh and that's yeah. something else. But what was the signature that he used to close the letter? Tell me what it said again. How did he sneaky, close the letter? Sneaky freaky. Sneaky sneaky uh, freaky. There was nothing else that needed to be said. If you close uh-huh. your letter, calling yourself <laughs> sneaky freaky, <laughs> everything <laughs> that was before that is gone. Uh-huh. Right. Everything right. before that, that was the caveat right there. If you call yourself sneaky mm-hmm. freaky, there's nothing we need to discuss because you already know. But I think when Chris was talking about, and hi, Chris, I haven't seen you in forever. When Chris was talking about um, hey. boredom in the relationship, <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's not just boredom in the relationship. It could be boredom in the moment. It doesn't mm. mean that you're bored with your partner. It could just be, I'm bored right now. Uh, I'm right. on vacation. He's he at work. I'm bored. You know, things like that. But idle minds are the devil's workshop. So you have to have that strong mentality and will to not even go in a place that could look suspicious because optics are everything. Yeah, you might mm-hmm. not have been meeting anybody to have with, but the optics alone is what incriminates you. Yeah. 
I agree. And I want to say this agree. before we leave this topic, because it's something yeah. Demario said that I want to touch base on, and then we'll kind of uh, leave from there. Well, thank you, Joaquin Tima. Chime in if you have Bye. any more uh, comments for the other one. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> and I want to say what I want to make clear. I, I don't think that people understand. Cheating is not always a physical thing. You can mm-hmm. mentally, physically, emotionally, even spiritually cheat on someone. So when mm-hmm. you ask to yourself, are you cheating, it, it, it depends on the, the guidelines of, of what you're in. So if you're in a relationship, of course you may not be cheating unless the guidelines say so. But due to the fact he said monogamy, you're cheating. And right. and I want to throw this nugget in there because of DeMario and what he said about stuff. I feel the same way about porn, and it's only a whole other conversation and all these other things, but that's the same exact way I feel about it. You're, you're, you're emotionally and even, to me, sexually mm. cheating on me because you're being pleasured by someone else and you're supposed to be in a relationship with me. So I think mm. that any type, of, any type of pleasure from another person other than the person you're in a relationship with is cheating. Well, let me ask you this. Do, do you think Michael, that, me, like, pleasuring yourself? Like, it's not by another that. person, so no, I wouldn't consider that cheating. And even watching you know what, what I'm saying? Because what, what, what I'm saying ahead. is how you, um, so you di- if you're in a relationship, you just jack off the thought. You can, <laughs> and not just that. There are a lot of people. They make their own porn. They make their own porn all the time. Uh, people be in relationships, and they just want to send bait pictures. The same day, a video from work. We made a video last night. I can think about it. Okay, go ahead, Darren. I would have two things. First of all, I want to piggyback over what Jerrica Tina has said. Like she had pointed uh-huh. out um, initially that with um, with Sneaky Freaky, that it's sometimes it's not it's it's not always that. Um, what did she say? How did she word it? But it, not it, it wasn't always boredom. It's, it's that, you know, he may be, you know, it's all, it's not always that, he, that it's bored. Sometimes it can be the fact that the per, the reason that your significant other is going finds the need to go through your phone is because they themselves have done something. That's, I'm kind of like really on the fence about that simply because it's, in some cases, maybe kind of, sort of, but not really. But where mm-hmm. I was going with what I got from that um, was more so that, no, it wasn't, I don't believe that it was pretty much somewhat that, you know, that he was doing anything, that the boyfriend was doing anything or had been doing anything. I think that because there has to be something something previous that has occurred right. that has diminished, that has diminished, or, that has diminished mm-hmm. or tarnished That's the trust in that relationship. Because when you think about mm-hmm. it, when you're in a relationship, you know, I think all it's safe to say that all of us have been in relationships um, before, but we don't just wake up in the morning and feel like, okay, well, I'm going to go through my lover's phone today because right, I right, right. That's not the thought. That's not the thought of your morning when you wake up, or even throughout the day. Mm-hmm. When you get those thoughts in your head to go snooping through your significant other's things, phones, reading text messages, searching for apps, you know, and things of that nature, it's because of a of some type of action or behavior that has previously happened. You know, either whether it was one time, two times, three times, or or whether it's whether you have been been observant and observing these behaviors going on for you know for for a you know for a particular length of time that has that has gotten you to the point that so much so 
You are sick and tired of being sick and tired, and you want to know what's going on. Like, what is my boyfriend doing right. in my absence? What is my what is my boyfriend doing that is invoking this? That is invoking these thoughts into run through my mind mm-hmm. as if he is being unfaithful or being disloyal to me and my relationship. What did you say, so Chris? And I want to bring it back to you. I said somebody it's not, else. It's not always that oh. deep, especially in this situation with the guy that was that just wrote the letter to you. I feel like since it was so well hidden, that app probably was in the app with his bank accounts or, like, you know, financial and meditation apps. I feel like the boyfriend just had the phone and was just looking. I don't think he had any reason. Chris, did you write this letter? I'm just That's what I said. That's what I said. That's what I said. I said. I Get the phone and just scrolling through through the the, the regular app to find mm-hmm. it was well hidden. So that mm-hmm. means his boyfriend had to search very well to I find. I think he was it. just looking. I don't think he was looking for that. I think he was just looking. Then it wasn't well. Well, we're 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 going we're going to we're going to end this one and just say, sir, as I said before, and I think all of us, you just need to have a conversation. You need to make it plain and dry, plain as I don't know what you know, and, and just have a conversation. And see what see what happens, you know. But you got to be open and honest. You you got to be open and honest about what what you did, why you did it, and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure you guys have probably have already had this conversation. But whoever, even if somebody else has this type of, you know, this situation happens, you got to sit down and you got to have an honest conversation. You got to be real. You got to just lay it out there and not be, oh, I got to worry, worry about what he's going to think. It is what it is at this point. So all you could do now is come all the way clean and then allow him, if he needs to come clean and you got, he need to have a cleansing moment too, then he needs to do that. And then at that point, you got to right. figure out how do we move forward? Do we move forward together or right. do we move forward as individuals? And that'd be that. Right. Chris, so we're going to... Uh, I will, cause I'm going. I'm gonna let him know, baby. Uh, we talked about you tonight. Um, okay. the sneaky, sneaky. right? <laughs> sneaky freaky. Okay, so here's the next Good letter. Sneaky freaky. Here's, here's the next letter. <laughs> You're crazy. Um, <laughs> oh, it's it's the two. The other letters are so good. Oh, which one I want to give y'all? Hold on one second. Okay, so I think I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read this one. Okay. Dear Micah. Okay, I'm in an unhappy relationship with my boyfriend of four years. A few weeks ago, I hooked up with one of his good friends, and now we're kind of secretly seeing each other. I know I need to break up with my boyfriend, but do I have to tell him I'm having sex with his friend? Question mark. It's not the reason that I'm breaking up with him. We've been having problems for a long time. I still like to be friends with him, but I know that'll be impossible if he finds out about this. Sign desperately confused. You definitely confused. Uh, that's that's just ridiculous. Do we have to unpack? Do we have to unpack? Do we really have to unpack? Right. Because we we, we, we can just take one full swoop, Jim Taylor. You a whore? Like sorry, uh, sorry. Yes, one full swoop. Thank you. It's like that's right, sweetheart. I'm sorry. But so you I'll say I'll say I'll say. You've been with your boyfriend for four years. There's no reason why you need to. You haven't. You you not hooked up with his friends. Oh, right. you have no morale. You have no morals with you. Have no, you have no. Hold on, Jerry. Hold on. Hold on. There. So I, so we're gonna say this and we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on to the next letter. Uh, it seems to me that if you were that concerned about your boyfriend's feelings, you feel a little uh, a little guilty about following your heart. 
it's pretty obvious that the reason you don't want to tell your boyfriend that you sleep with his best friend or a good friend or whatever is that number one, you know there isn't a chance in the hell that he'll want to be remain friends with you, and if he finds and, and after he finds out, and then number two, you know that you're kind of a fool for doing it. I'm using the word fool. I, I could use some other words, but you're a fool for doing it. But even but you're even more of a fool if you're not going to be honest with him. Because trust me, one way or another, he's going to find out about what's been going on behind mm-hmm. his back. So the best thing that you can do is own up to your actions, be honest with him, and salvage what you can of the relationship. Sure, you might be losing a boyfriend, but at least you'll be gaining an ounce of integrity by saying something. You know, just an ounce. Just an ounce. And go run to the office. Mike, I got a question for you. So I know that these people sent you this, and this is anonymous. But right. can we, um, for our compensation, can you let us know when we need we off the air who these who these people are so we can better assist them? <laughs> 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 no, they can cash out. No, they can cash out me for some therapy. I'm just okay. <laughs> um, but 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 here's the thing. Like what what I thought about when I read this letter real quick was like, okay, so you you've been dating the you've been dating the best friend or the good friend or whatever for a minute. So now what has, I know you've been unhappy with your boyfriend and you, you went out, but there's, and I don't condone cheating. Trust me, I don't. I hate it. Like, that's one of my pet peeves. But if you're going to do it, why you got to do it with the good friend? Why you, and, and so, can I just say this? Can I just say this? Can I just say this? All of us have been in that situation. Y'all know y'all have all been in that situation where you're talking to somebody and you meet, you meet, no, wait, you uh-uh. meet their friends mm-hmm. and you be like, damn, why I had to meet this friend? No, that's when you first meet. No, but you, you know, know, but you don't, but you don't act no. on it. You don't act <laughs> on it. That's right. I'm not on the phone. I'm not on the phone. No, thank you. No, thank you. I don't want nothing my friends have. Hold on, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead, Chris. Away from your name. I'm saying on the flip side of all this. Learn how to separate your man from your best friends. Your best friend should not have that access to your boyfriend. Mm. And by mm. why? It's true. Like, it needs to be limited to emergencies, really, you know, or activities or whatever. My best friend shouldn't be close enough to even text my boyfriend, you know? Hello. Right. Hello. I'm on that. I'm all, yeah. You don't need to be, uh, uh-uh. No. Let's go. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The only, way, the only way that you need to be friends with my friends is in the event that your friend ended up was the one that was introducing us. You know what I'm saying? So now that's, uh, that's a mutual friendship oh, that we have. But other than that, no. Okay. Yeah, your, my friends don't need to be in your phone. Go ahead. I agree with that, Micah. And I think that one thing, one thing that as you know, as a gay community, especially for you know, what I'm saying for for the Bush queens, like you said, you 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 have what's that, Chris or Demario? They just said that you have to, you need to learn how to separate your best friend from your, you know, from your man. And I think that that is really a part. That's really a thing. You know, everybody wants to. Everybody put. First of all, we put too many people in our business when we're mm-hmm. in a relationship. Yeah. You know, and we feel we're too. We are when it comes to like best friends. I feel like sometimes many of us can be a bit too trusting when it comes mm-hmm. to like, you know what I'm saying. When it comes to with best the information, friends, like, really yeah. Have to, yeah, like with the information from the information that we share, and we mm-hmm. share certain information and a lot of things, you know, in that young man's defense. Although you know that was dead wrong, messing with a friend and all that kind of stuff. But I think that sometimes we set ourselves up for those type of behaviors and those actions that mm-hmm. ask this to happen based off of the information that we share with these best friends. 
Because if you share so if you share your your innermost deepest darkest secrets and things about your man, you know what I'm saying. Especially you know because some of us we get down and dirty and want to talk about our sexual escapades and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying with people who we you know who we think that we're closest to, and that does the over time of them hearing about these things, you don't know what their mentality is. You don't know you don't know if the thing the very information that you're disclosing or divulging to your best friend is the very thing that he or she wants. So in turn, you telling, you telling all this information is really building, building a level of curiosity about your man, and that's what put, that's what that's you know, right. opens the door kind of, the door kind and of I, opens I to things, to, you know, things to happen. I got a little part. I think we we – we are feeling and, 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 and I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you be the last person and then we're gonna move on to this last one. Um, which is not a relationship okay. question. Well kinda sort of but All right, so, so I think in this situation I would be more concerned with my best friend and I'll tell you yeah. why. Mm. So, so I'm gonna say this. My best friend and I I always say that we have a sexless marriage. We literally will do any and everything for each other. We've had bank accounts together We've done it all. We just don't have sex. So the trust that I have for him at this point in time outweighs that of somebody that I'm dating or in a relationship. Now, granted, it should increase over the time period of the relationship, but I don't feel like the relationship that I have my best friend is going to change by somebody coming in. The trust that I have my best friend is not going to change because of somebody I have a coming relationship with. So more so, I think we need to start focusing on the people that we keep around us because these behaviors mm-hmm. don't come up overnight. If I'm dating somebody and, you know, I, I'm going to just put a little my own business, sharing is caring. But if you know that it's off limits, it should be no point in time where you make, you know, comments about somebody that I'm taking seriously or I make comments about something. That's where you draw the so it's not always about the person that you're in a relationship with. you got to have that trust on both ends. And if you surround yourself with the right people, these situations won't happen. All right. Uh, thank you so very much. And you, now, you said some stuff that I, we talked about on some of my old Real Run Uncut shows, and it, even even going down to, I remember, it, it, it was a big, like, uh, debate, almost an argument with because we had, like, five people on the phone, including then myself, it was six. And I can remember the, the, the situation was, I said, what if you were, da- you were dating someone, you were dating them or whatever, and, you know, you're speak- so you don't want to tell everybody, not even your very good girlfriend or a guy friend or whatever. And then, you know, as it starts to get serious, you then divulge this information like, oh, well, you know, I am dating such and such and such. And then they come and tell you, oh, child, you know, well, I had him before. And, you know, like, how would you handle that? Would you stop Would you stop dating well, this person? So, um, I remember that. I remember oh, well, that. okay. You remember that. Can I say this? Can I say this? Can I? It was here to come say, yeah. Just right quick. Can I just right, quick? Yeah, right quick. I, I mean, we can always yeah, revisit right. this another time, but go ahead. So go ahead. I have a, a trifecta. I have a trifecta friendship. It's three of us. We're best friends, and I, um, well, four of us. And if one of us, if a guy goes to that next level, uh-huh. we kind of have to know if one of us has had that person because that will. If that, that's kind of like your your initiation into the next level if you fuck one of my friends. Because if you fuck one of my friends and I know how my friends get down, I really don't think I will want want them. I don't, yeah. I really don't. <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about this more in depth next week because I think that's different. 
<laughs> okay, so here's, a, so, here's, so, here's so here's the last one. So here's the last one, and I'm um, interested to see, you know, what you guys think. Uh, dear Micah, so I've been single for a couple of months and have not really had any feelings for anyone until this certain guy came along. He's really the first guy that I've been with that I could see myself pursuing since my ex. We've hooked up a, we've hooked up a couple of times, although I'm afraid he might get around. The thing is, he acts like he's really into me, but then is really unresponsive at other times. I don't get it. I asked him if he liked me. He does, so he says. However, I want to be serious about this, and he doesn't seem to be in the same situation. He is hot and cold a lot of the time. Honestly, he's never been my type, but he's all I think about and want to pursue. I'm super laid back normally, but I feel like I'm in his place more than he wants. What do I do? Confront him or just leave him be and move on? And this is fine, just Mr. Smith. I'm going first. I'm going first because I literally just leave this situation. So the thing is this. I think that we have to learn to accept people for who they are in the beginning. If you see that this person is so hot and cold, it is a clear indication they are unsure about what they want to do. And no matter how long you stick around, no matter how much you want to try to change them, and no matter how much you want them to do this, if that change doesn't come from within, within inside of that person, they are not going to change. Too often we have people as priorities and they have us as options, and that will not work. So in this situation, I say stick around as long as you feel comfortable, but don't stick around. And when you feel like your time is done, you've lasted as long as you can last, move on. Okay, thank I you. Think, I think you already got your answer, Mr. Smith. He said Mr. Smith, right? Mr. Smith, yeah. I think you already got your answer. You see what he's doing when he's interested. And this is a, this, Mr. Smith is, Mr. Smith ain't an anonymous. I know Mr. Smith, but it ain't no Mr. Smith y'all know, but I know him only because, only because he emailed me, but go ahead. But yeah, I think you already got the answer. You already know what's going on. When he's interested, he's interested. When he's not, he's not. And I feel like you need to ask yourself, do you really want to be with him or are you just thirsty to be with somebody? Mm-hmm. It seems like you just want somebody. Because why would you be that eager to be in a relationship or pursue a relationship with this guy who is not showing you the interest that you want in a guy? He's already proven to not be the guy that you want, but mm-hmm. yet you're still persistent to be with him. So is it that you just want well, somebody and you with him? I, 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 well, Chris, he says that, he said, the thing is, he acts like he's really into me. So what I took from that is that when they are together and they are hanging out, mm-hmm. there's something about right. this yeah. guy that makes him feel like, oh, my God, like, this may, this could be right. my next husband. And that's the answer, Chris, from, from living that, when they are good, they're real good. So it draws you in. And you'll have mm-hmm. this in your head that they're away. You don't want to be bothered. But when they come in and they're real good all over again, it kind of just draws you back in. So it's a little but see, I'm kind of, my personality, I'm, I'm like that, so I kind of get it. If you're in front of my face and I'm talking to you, then you're the most important person in the world to me right then. But when you're not in front of my face, you might not be the most important person anymore. It might be a thousand more people in front of you. But when I'm around you, I'm going to show you that respect, and it may right. make you think that I'm super interested, but in reality, well, it's just me being respectful and careful to the person that is that in my presence. Is that Chris? So, is that Chris? Yeah, that was Chris. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, I, that Chris. I, audience, that was Chris who said that, not us. That was Chris. So. <laughs> no, that, that's how to be for be, real. You just have to accept it. Let that, that's it. Let that be known. It's real. It's real. Well, I'm asked because I give you attention. Actually, on Monday doesn't well, mean I, I want to be around you seven days a week. That's you, Miss Lee, yourself. 
Well, I okay, so I'm going to speak honestly. I am not Mr. Smith, but I have felt those feelings that Mr. Smith has has mm-hmm. felt. There have been some, and it's, yep. it's funny that he put at the, he's put at the beginning that this is the first guy I've seen other than my ex that I can mm-hmm. see myself being with. And I know as a cancer, we always try to pick people that remind us of exes. And I always tell people. I'm not over somebody until I know that I'm with the next person and I'm not thinking about their previous person. So I've been in his mm-hmm. shoes, Mr. Smith's shoes, and sometimes I'm sure we've all been in a state where we like somebody more than they like us, and we yeah. keep trying to hold on because we see something yeah. in them that we That's think right. that, you know, we really yeah, like, but we're not listening. Yeah, right. We're not listening to our other side like, bitch, you don't like you like that. Because if we were to see it with one of our friends, we would be, be like, bitch, what are you doing? But it's just something about being in that spot, being vulnerable from your ex. you seeing somebody else mm-hmm. that you like more than your ex, but you can't see all the time. So, Mr. Smith, from me to you, leave that fuck nigga alone. I'm sorry. <laughs> So so I agree. So it's not wrong of the other person mm-hmm. that they just be being himself, but we have to just accept people for who they show us to be. So when I so when I read it, this is this is my response, and then we'll move on into um, back to social media real quick, and then go to pop culture. So mine basically said, you know, this is I, I read it over, like each letter I kind of read over and over and over, like what what am I going to say to send the other? So I said, honestly, it seems like you are a bit insecure because of whatever happened between you and your ex. It's natural to want to grab a hold of someone when the butterflies kick in and your mind is on repeat about them. However, it's also very important that you have a give-take relationship with distance. What I mean by that is that you need him to have some time to himself and you need time to yourself so that you don't end up completely dependent on him. You see how it's messing with your mind right now? Well it, well, it would only get worse if you don't nip it in the bud right away. Allow yourself some time to develop confidence while with this guy. After all, he did say that he, he liked you. Guys are always sketchy when it comes to a new relationship. So allow him the time to make the decision he wants to make without forcing him to say yes or no today. You may want to be serious, but you can't force that. It has, it has to naturally happen. You feel like you're in his face more than he wants. That's what he said. Because you probably are. Your instincts are usually right. So back off, build yourself up a bit, and he'll be running to you if he likes you like that. In addition to this, let's talk about your type. If you're not happily married, then your type hasn't worked out so far. Be adventurous Mm -hmm. and go outside of your comfort zone, and you may just find your type. So good luck and be patient. Um, this guy isn't going to get married tomorrow, he loves, he's, and I'm sure he probably ain't going to move out of state no time soon. So time is on your side, but only if you're patient. And that is my response. And that's it for Dear Micah. I enjoyed you that. Like, we need to have a whole relationship. I know, right? But, well, 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 that's the thing. That's the thing. You guys are testament. So you, you like the segment, so that means now when, I, when I'm um, promoting it, because I'll do a, a whole video about it, when I put it on mm-hmm. Facebook, Tell your damn friends. Send me your letters. Tell you, you know, it could be anything. It could be a relationship. It could be you got issue with your friend. You got finance issue. You 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 struggling on your job. You want to go somewhere. I mean, anything. I mean, again, I don't know the answers, but I'm gonna give you the best way I can. And then, luckily, I'll have people on the phone with me that can, you know, they may be able to give something else, some other advice. But I enjoyed you guys' advice. I really did. Um, so let's go mm-hmm. ahead. Yeah, people are more susceptible to take to take advice from strangers than they are their friends. Then, so then, then, hello. Hopefully we. Hopefully that we, hopefully we broke up a lot of relationships today. 
that that one that you're talking about even sees you in that way. And also, take the time to ask respectful questions. Get educated. Educate yourselves in the areas of gender identity and sexual orientation and how they differ. Those are the main things. Those are really important. I repeat, take some time to understand and educate yourselves. Ask respectful questions of what's the difference between gender identity and sexual orientation. Because for some reason, as I'm reading through these posts and I see things like fetishes and toys and I want one, um, it makes me think that you guys or whoever is posting this type of thing on social media don't really understand the dynamics that gender identity and social and sexual orientation are two different things. So in closing, the two takeaways, trans men are human and we expect the same respect that you expect. Again, trans men are human first. We are human and we simply expect respect. The same respect that I would imagine that you expect. Now let's open up some dialogue on trans men and sexuality. Thank you so very much, Nick Coleman, um, and thank you for um, sending that audio in about trans men and sexuality. So I'm glad that I was able to reach out to him, and he provided me with that dialogue. I just, while it was playing, I was like, Nick, you're on again. So I just hit him up, so he says he's, um, he should be tuning in now. So he'll be able to Uh-oh. hear what you guys are saying, okay, okay. But, no, it's, it's, it's a good dialogue. So, 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 real quick, so, again, you know, it goes back to what I – the reason I kind of want to talk, I wanted to talk about this as it relates to social media is that now we're in an age and we're in an era now that people can, you can easily offend a, a group of people, everybody. a religion, everybody. or just any and everybody, everybody, you know? Everybody. And so everybody. you have to, be, you have everybody. to be cautious. You have to, okay, everybody, you have to be cautious of, you know, some things that you say and do whatever. And then what I've also learned is that even I said that, like it was a while, it was like a long, long time ago, but I never said it on online. I would never put it on Facebook or any other social media, but I can remember having a conversation like, ooh, child, I wouldn't have one of them, you know what I'm saying? Like I was, you know, it, it was a fascination for me at that moment, but at the same time, even though I have a lot of trans friends, trans men and trans women, and a lot of them who are activists and advocates, I was, I was fine with being able to get that constructive feedback or criticism and say, hey, you know, that's not really what you want to say or, 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 or do because they may look at it like you're treating them like they're a toy on the shelf or there's something that you take out and play with them when you want to or whatever. When when essentially that's not really what I meant, but I can understand how they took it right. there. You know what I'm saying? So um, even though this is like a little, this subject can be a little, you know, sensitive, at the end of the day, I want people to be able to walk away from it learning something. And so it kind of came or derived from, I would see, I've seen even recently someone putting a post up of two trans men who, of course, you know, yeah, I don't even want to get into the whole passable real thing because that's another thing that I don't, that, that we'll talk about another time. I'm not really into that whole passable real thing anymore. As I've grown up, um, none of that matters to me, but that was the reason they put it up. Oh, my God, I can't believe that these, you still know, were born were born female. And so at that point, I was like, we have to educate our community that that is not the right thing to do. So I wanted to play. I wanted Nick to, to chime in. He did. I thank him for that. I have you guys on here, and I would love to hear, you know, what your response is, you know, you know just what you think about the whole thing, and, you know, we'll just, we'll just talk about it for a little bit. I need to go well, on I think, before Nick. Hold on, hold on. I need to get my opinion out before Nick Coleman gets off. So I need to go for it. Problem two. 
Okay, so so, so Chris, Chris, go ahead. Chris, go ahead. Okay, I'll let so Chris, I let's get Chris go. Mm-hmm. I get it, but not really. Okay, I think you got to back up just a little bit because the objectifying the people is not a trans man issue. That's just a people issue. Okay, because there's right. men that would say, I want to get a blonde. Or I want to get a redhead, or I want to get a big titty mm-hmm. girl. I people heard mm-hmm. gay guys like, oh, I want a Brazilian baby mama, or I want my baby mama to be a bad right. bitch. Like, we, we all do it. We all objectify Keep people, and it's just like the old school saying: "It's not what they call you; it's what you answer to." You know, so they may say, "I want one," but you know that you're beyond what you look like physically and your sexuality. But you know, don't be so sensitive about that. It's bigger issues. I think in the transsexual community to fight in that one. Just my opinion. Yeah, and I, okay. I feel like we are such we're on a, a learning curve right now. This is the first time in history that trans people are like in the forefront and we're actually listening to them. But I just don't feel like this is the thing that they should be getting, you know, bit out of. I'm, but but I mean, a white person can say to a black person, "This is not something that you should be getting uh, getting." you know, upset about. But to me, I just feel like, like Chris said, we objectify everybody. But at the end of the day, everybody wants to be wanted. But I just feel like it's a hypersensitive, we're in a hypersensitive vacuum right now with social media. And everything can make everybody lose their job and offend everybody. And I just don't feel like this is one of the things that it should be. Yes, go ahead. Um, I'm there. Yeah, I wanna, so that's kind of, well, you have known me for quite a long time. Yes, that, I have. So you kind of know mm-hmm. where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know that this is probably something that everybody else, you know, so unless you're really close to me, you probably wouldn't know, know this, but there was a time where this, I, I kind of, I really agree with, with, with Nick's insert. I really do, simply because there was a time when, you know, that was a thing for me. You know, that was really a thing for me. Not that I never like, you know, never like the witch queens or anything like that, but it was just something it was just something different, um, regarding dating, you know, trans men. You know, mm-hmm. I've stated in my chair, uh, you know, who shall remain you know, all of them shall remain nameless, but I get it. But now so I what I will say as opposed to then as opposed to now, um, when trans men was really just starting to surface, and when I say then, I mean back in like Micah, what was that, like 2000, like 
and the, many of us go for it in the gay community anyway, you know, sometimes you have trans men. Like I personally know and have known, you know, trans men that, you know, that, that act more or present themselves and carry themselves more like, a, like the most masculine of biological men I've ever seen. But then when you think, when you, when you look, beyond the, look beyond the surface, you know that there's, you know, that there's a vagina there. So that's where, like, the fetish comes in at. But, they, but now, like DeMario said, this is the first time in history where, you know, trans, everything trans is really on the forefront now. So I do see a lot of the posts, too, the, where people, like, everybody wants one. Everybody does. Like, everyone wants, and he, he's right, they do say that everybody wants one. They want to, to, to try it out. It's not, you know, they, it's an experiment. It's almost like they're, like trans men are looked upon as some science project or some, you know, some experiment. Just like, just like not, trans women, really right. Yeah, like trans uh-uh. women, like you're not, you're not always 100% like into them for who they are or like Nick say, right. learn, you know, to educate right. yourself about what it is that they go through, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, and just really get to under come to come to understand the trans experience as a whole. Most people, most gay, you know, what I'm saying, most people nowadays of, of this day and time, when you see trans, you see trans, and you are physically attracted to trans or or, or sexually attracted. And let me, and let me to say this, and, 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 and let me and let me and let me say this. One thing that I, I can remember there being, that, um, I think it was Talia and Nick and a few other people, so it was trans men and trans women, they, they were on a live um, doing a little show or whatever, it's like last year. And something that was so profound, because they, 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 they hit on this very subject. And what I, can, what I can remember is them saying that at the end of the day, it's, and what they would, they would sound like a lot of the quote-unquote butch queens saying, ooh, I want one, I want one, this and other. But y'all got to realize, a majority of trans men don't want y'all. I'm just being they honest. Want they, they, they want women. They want cisgender women. You know what I'm saying? But neither does trade. But neither does trade. But we still want one. <laughs> oh, I don't know about know what that. Okay, so now, don't don't say we. Don't say we. I don't like trade. I'm sorry. I don't like trade either. No, 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 no. Okay. No, this is the Mario. I don't like trade, but I'm just speaking in general. Like, ooh, right. I go trade. Ooh, ooh, trade. Yeah, I'm just speaking in general. Like, mm. we, oh, I want that one. When they have the little blocks up and they be four A B C D. Which one you want? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna take me a B. Yeah. I want B and C. Yeah. Right. No, I get, I get what you're saying. That's okay, my true. turn. What, what was the writing? Go. What was the trans man? Nick. 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 Okay, Nick. So, so my response, Nick, <laughs> is meant with the most respect. I'm just answering the question. So, I have trans men friends and family, as well as trans women friends and family. And the conversation was mentioned at the conclusion of our call last week. I had a chance to mention it to uh, my my brother, who is trans, and mm-hmm. um, I was. We're very frank. In my family, we are very frank. We literally, I just, well, I'm frank anyway. So. Moving forward, I told him I, I thought this that trans men, trans women, gay people, black people, the whole freaking world right now is too damn sensitive. Everybody's so Thank sensitive you. to everything, and and it's so easy for people to tell you to censor this and censor that and think about this and think about that 
But where does me being me come in in that equation? I can't sit around all day long and think about what is a person going to think about this if I say this. What are they going? I have to be me. If you don't like me, you have a preference to stay away from me. Now, if you're in a situation where, you know, it's a family or friend and you feel like you can go to them with that knowledge in a loving way so that they can show you respect in a different way, then you do that. So trans women who transition and trans men who transition, and they change their names. For my child, I knew her by her boy name for so long. So it was not realistic for day one me to start calling you by a female name. You have to understand that these things grow on people. They're not things that we're just going to just immediately just do. So sometimes when you objectify things, it's just a normal course of life because it's not literally the person that you're thinking about. It may be the situation or it may just be the form of what you're looking at. So when you say, do you want to take it down off the shelf and play with it? Hell yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to test it out, see what's going on. I want to figure out what it is. So when you when, when we say it, that is really – a, a, I would say a respectful way of not trying to to point out a person more mm-hmm. so about an idea that you're thinking about. So I will be honest and say when I first I was at a pageant and I'll say you know I, I was ooh, when they when they went out to transmit I was like what in the hell and I personally wanted to know I wanted to see what the hell was going on are you really like show me something. So I think that if we weren't so sensitive, it's going to go to what Chris said. It's not always about what people call you. It's about what you answer to. So people say, I want a good queen. Or they say, I want a fat ass. Or they say, I want a motherfucking McChicken. I mean, it's, it, it just is what it is. You can't be so sensitive about everything that people say. I get that, you know, you want us to learn, but give us the opportunity to learn. This is new. It's new. I'm gay, and it's okay. still new to me. It is still All right, new. so this is what we're going to do. Go ahead. Don't forget to this, say make a mirror. Don't forget to say make a mirror. This is this is what this is what I'm sitting here. I'm sitting. Listen, I'm sitting here in the office just just dancing. So look. So this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna bring on Nick. Nick Coleman is oh, on the line oh, and he's oh, ready. So, oh, so I feel so, like this Ricky Lake. So so hold on. So I'm gonna, so so hold on. Hold on. So while Nick is speaking, I need you guys to you know listen, but you know don't do all that talking and interrupting because we want to let him get his part out and then you know so we can move forward. So hold on. Hold the line really quickly here, guys, and bring him on. Uh, Nick, are you here? Hey hey, what's going on? How y'all guys doing? We're good. Thank you so very much for calling in. We appreciate you. Uh, you you were able to hear everything that um, the guys were saying. So go ahead and and let us have it. Yeah. No. So 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 this is yeah. a, this <laughs> this is no. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Really. I mean, I respect everything that you guys are saying. I think that I think that I can say that Mike and I had this conversation about um, generalizing what we see on social media. I just wanted to kind of mm-hmm. um, point out that I, I agree, uh, and I was trying to catch, I, I heard Chris, and I think I heard the end of, is that DeMar, DeMario? Is that, was that it? Um, DeMario whatever. and Zachariah, probably. Yeah. Elizabeth, okay. Elizabeth well, I heard it, Right. Um, <laughs> so I think the last the last guy who said, um, you know, that the trans guys, ultimately they seem to be too sensitive, um, you know, I kind of agree on certain subject matters that, you know, once I, because from my perspective, I said what I said and I absolutely meant what I said. However, I give you an opportunity. Um, I've always said as I started transitioning five years ago, you know, um, I give opportunity to, to my family and friends to grow with me. You know, meet me, you know, I'll meet them where they are. And then after 
me educating them and giving them some level of sensitivity training or some grace because they've known me for, for 39 years because, for me, I didn't start transitioning until 39, and I'm 44 now. So, of course, I don't expect them to just accept or understand my transition overnight. But ultimately, there comes a time where I draw a line and say, hey, you got to understand that this is where I am, and it's not me being sensitive. It's me demanding respect, the same type of respect that you would demand if, for instance, here's an example that I give them. If you were on drugs for 10 years of your life and now you're no longer a, dr- a dr- drug addict, you don't want me to keep referring to you as a crackhead. So that's the ba- best analogy in the most simplest form that I can kind of provide for you guys. The other part of it, like I said, I kind of agree with the level levels of sensitivity, but overall I think my ultimate goal was trying to explain as a general synopsis that trans people as a whole, and I can only speak for trans men because I am a trans guy, that um, we don't want to be treated as if we are a science project. Um, Whoever that was talking, I think the guy before the last guy, he said that, um, you know, we want to be known, get an opportunity to know who we are. If you want the experience, that's fine. Nobody's, we all have experience, experience. I've just posted on my, my page about I think I want to start dating Latino women. Like, I've never dated a Latino woman. You know, so I wasn't being disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I was just saying, hey, she intrigued right. me in a different way. I've always dated African-American women, so I might be have some mm-hmm. interest. But I tried to say it in the most sensitive way where I wasn't, trying to be too rude about it, you know? So, right. again, I think over, overall, what I said is exactly what I mean. I'm not um, deviating from that. Um, there's, there are going to be some people, you know, some trans people, some trans men that you run into, they're just going to be sensitive, and there's nothing I can do about that or anybody, anybody else. But as a general analogy, um, treat people with the same respect that you want to be treated, especially when we're talking about dating. And, you know, being being told that, and I and I totally get the box, the four people in the box, you know, which one you want. I get all of that. I get all of those analogies. But we're talking about in a real personal space, getting to know somebody on the one-on-one. That's what ultimately matters to me. So I guess that's the only way that I can really sum it up without, you know, doing a deeper dive into what we were talking about. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to say something to to Nick um, there? I do. I want to say something to Nick. I want to say that the, the last statement of what he said kind of changes the dynamic of the response. And the reason I said that is because at the end, you kind of said in a personal space, and from the beginning of it, in my mind, we were talking about in generalities. So mm-hmm. in a personal space, yeah, that's different because you have those people, and as you said, you've taught them and, and you've given them an idea of what you expect of yourself. But what I do want to say is, again, we can't really hold that standard to everybody. And I'll I'll give an example, too. I have white friends. We make racial slurs to each other all the time. Somebody on the outside could hear that and be offended. Does that mean that we have to change our friendship? We have to change how we relate to each other? Because we just find it to be fun. So in that aspect, when we're talking about personal and people in your personal space, okay, in that aspect, I get it. But when it comes to the general public and people just making just general statements, I, I still say, say that we have to, you know, be less sensitive to what's going on. And the only other thing I wanted to point out is, like, the whole crack analysis, I didn't quite get that, and I'll say that because you're speaking about referring them back to something that was negative, to something that they're doing positive now. And, you know, I don't see how that relates to 
Well, I, I don't know well, if the all trans no. men find that their previous gender was neck was was a bad thing. They just didn't feel. But it wasn't. What, it, was, it wasn't what they wanted to be. So it's negative. To well, them. Yep, yeah. Okay. Right. So there. But I've met people who feel differently. Yep, I hear what you're saying, uh, and I can respect that. Um, however, um, not every most. I can only tell you, and, and I've learned this just kind of um, doing the, the various panels that I do. I can only speak in I statement. So what I've experienced um, with my mm-hmm. transition and people that I personally know that have transitioned, um, oftentimes people who have known us do look at us being trans or our transition as a negative thing. So that's the reason why I gave the crack an analogy. So if if I'm talking to so if I've had a, so I, I'll just say some of my cousins, you know, they, there was a lot of negative bashing about my transition from female to male. So my the, what I said back to them was that was one of those analogies, you know, being on drugs or mm-hmm. um, be, being an alcoholic or the other various things that they may have mm-hmm. may have done that that people looked upon in a negative light because they were looking at my transition in a negative light. Your so again, I can't speak light. for mm-hmm. yeah, I can't speak for everybody else in terms of negative, but that analogy is what I stick to when I'm talking to people in my circle as if, if they if they have an issue or they see my particular transition as a as a as a negative or or some type of issue that I'm imposing on them. Okay. Thank you so very, so thank you so very much Nick for enlightening us. We definitely appreciate you and um you can go ahead and get back to the four, okay? <laughs> All right, appreciate. It. All right, guys, y'all have a good. All right. All right, you too. Bye, you too. Definitely appreciate you, Nick. Okay, so um, I think I think we we covered what we need to cover there. So let me ask you, let me ask you guys this: as it relates to your social media, we're we're off of the trans and sexuality and and all of that, and and what we previously talked about on last week's show. But how do you guys handle constant social media re, um, interaction with friends? And what I mean by that is. You're at the movie with your friends, dinner, lunch, park, road trips, all of that. And everybody's just in their phone, in their phone, in their phone, in their phone. Nobody won't get out their phone. How do you guys handle that? Or do, or, or do you ever, are you ever in those um, situations? And if so, what do, what do you do? I mean, does it bother you? Does it not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not in those situations. I'm the life of the party. Me and my people have fun. Dears, do we not have fun? We do all the time. <laughs> if you enjoy your friends, that would not be a situation or issue. Only time we're going to be in our phone is if we're putting each other on our phone. If you were hanging out with your friends and all y'all can do is be on your phone, baby, get you some new friends. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, well, I, I, I have to be some new friends, man. I have to piggyback off of that, too, Micah. I think it's pretty much about, like, knowing your friends. Yes, we are living in a day, in a day and time where social media is just really on the all-time uprise, and, you know, everything is everything is social media. Like, you can't even go on a date these days without, you know what I'm saying, without both parties, one or two, one or both parties sitting at the dinner table feeling like, okay, well, I got to check my IG, I got to check, twi- check my Twitter, or just whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so of a, of a time that people want to feel, you know, people always want to feel connected. Mm-hmm. And social media really gives you that, you know, gives you that opportunity to be connected with, you know, with the, you know, with everything that's going on in the outside world, outside of the moment of which you're in, of which you're in at that time. But again, like Zachary was saying, like we, I mean, you know, every time, like we're always eternal. It's, it's always fun. Like we don't have those, 
you know, don't really have those problems. And I don't really have those problems either with any of my other friends. It's kind of like I don't pay your phone bill, so at the end of the, of the day, you know what I'm saying, unless we, you know, if we're just out just, like, having fun, just kicking it or whatever, right. and we're not, like, engaged in any type of, like, serious, you know, activity, like, heart-to-heart conversations that really, yeah. or activity that really require or demand, like, mm-hmm. the undivided attention. I personally don't, I personally don't care. Like, that's your mm-hmm. phone, be on your phone, because nine times out of ten, I'm, I'm on Snapchat, I'm snapping, I'm on IG, or I'm scrolling Facebook myself. So I don't really, like, I don't really look at that. That doesn't really bother me. It just, to me, it all, just depends. I feel like all night you guys have kind of put this negative stigma on being bored. Like, if you can be bored around your very best friend who you have fun with. You can be around, you can be bored around your boyfriend. Like, it happens, it's normal, whatever. Like, that's not that big of a deal. And I feel like sometimes people might get bored and they grab their phone. And I feel like if it's an issue, speak on it. If it's not an issue, but but my friends being on Jack and my boyfriend being on Jack, there's two types of different things. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I was not even saying. That's not even saying. If my I friend bored and she get on Jack, Mario. if she get on Jack, that's <laughs> what. I was going to like <laughs> because you because you you going too much about I don't care about Jack at this point. So, so what 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 I what I, what I would say is that if you're having let's say you're the friend and you guys are having a a soiree or or some type of gathering at the house or whatever the case may be, especially if you're putting something on, I think that it is is it's perfectly okay to say okay. You're invited to my bed. Just like when I when I invited when I because Chris can tell you when I invited I don't know what birthday that was. It was in 2012 or, or 11 or whatever. I told people, you you you're the only one invited. I do not invite anybody. It's not it's not you plus one because I don't know that plus one and I don't want to have a conversation with the plus one. So the, so the only people that can come to the to the to the gathering at my at this restaurant is you. You know, and, and, and that that was it, and that that was my request. So I say that to say, like, if you if you are a person that has issues with, like, you know, if you're having a big garden or whatever, whatever, and you know that social media can be a thing, you want everybody to to interact. Just let that be like a requirement. Hey guys, I'm throwing this and the other. My only request is not saying that you can't pick up your phone at all, but when there are activities, like we said, if there are activities that are going on, we're going to do something. I want you to be fully engaged because the, I know for me. If I'm in, a, in an environment with my friends or whatever, and we're supposed to be doing something, and we got Polly and Sam over here, and they just in their phones and not engaged, baby, y'all got to go. You got to go. You got to right. get out. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to be engaged. And I, and I say that because I feel like we are, we're in the social media era that people are forgetting how to just be friends and, and enjoy your people. Oh, you're so, so you're, you're socialized. Exactly. You know, like I tell people all the time. If it if you're, you, Speak if it bothers you. Speak oh yeah, you better speak up. You better. Okay, but I, I got a question for Chris. So Chris, when you say bored Wait, is not a bad. Let, let me finish my statement. If it bothers okay. you, speak on. I used to be on social media all the time, and my ex would feel some type of way about mm-hmm. me being on social media, and would build a whole attitude instead of just saying, "Hey, babe, can you, you know, can you get off the phone?" And can we just have this time solo? Why carry resentment and hold on and harbor feelings mm-hmm. when you can just speak on it? I'm sure if you tell your friends. Hey, I would rather talk to you than be on social media right now. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll drop their phone and talk to you. Like, stop no, calling on the and figure it out. I, I, I feel like they're waiting on my turn. So let me let me go in there. Two things I want to say. So bored, I, I don't get any positivity from bored. Now, relaxation, I get. Okay, if I'm home by myself, I'm relaxing. That's different from me being home and I'm bored. So I don't really see anywhere that bored could be a good thing, relationship-wise or friend-wise. 
And the second thing, in reference to what you just said, I guess, I guess it kind of goes to an unknown knowledge that I guess people should you like people should have. If I'm having a social gathering, I invite you over to be social. I, I don't really think that I need to tell you to be social. So in my opinion, oh, yeah, yeah, but you, but, 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 but hold on, but because you got to realize you have, you, you have to me to be social on social media, do that at home. Right, because you you have people, on, and that's also with, with knowing your friends, because you have certain people that are introverts and certain people that if they're not around the same group or same all the time and you got this one or two that's kind of like thrown in there, they may feel some type of way. And so what they do, they'll retreat to their phone, they'll start texting, they'll right. start social media, that sort of thing. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's also a thing of you got to kind of know your friends that you are inviting, but you still want to be inclusive. You don't want to exclude anyone, especially someone that you consider a close friend. So I still feel like you – Sometimes have to say, okay, guys, when you come, like, let's, you know, let's, uh, and even if I invite everybody to the movie, we want to see, uh, see a premiere. Baby, pick up that phone if you want to. I'm going to have a problem. <laughs> why, are we in a movie, why are we in a movie theater and you in, on the phone 40 minutes of the hour and 30 minutes? That's a problem. Mm-hmm. But you know, and then, back to what I said, what I said. It's, it's good time. Know your friends, know your friends, know your friends. And know the environment, like you yeah, know, like you, you yeah. just touched on, Micah, and like Zach, had, um, like he had touched on too. Like it, it's uh, certain times, and like you just said, if we if we're going to it, like we get together, all the four of us get together and go to go go see a movie premiere. And the movie is not the time for you to be plastered all over your phone. If we, you're trying, if I'm putting together a dinner party, well, uh, you know, a dinner party, like that's really not the time for you to be plastered all over your phone. And as an adult, from one adult to another, I feel like I should have to tell you that. Like you should mm-hmm. mature, and you should be mature and cognizant enough to know that okay, there's a time and there's a place. And I think some people, you know, that I, I guess I don't know if that may play into some some individual maturity level. Like some, I guess some individuals are just not mature enough to know and be able to differentiate the two. Like okay, this is it's, it's a time to be it's a time to to just be tuned in. And it's mm. a time, and it's a time to just, you know, to kind of like check out. Because I know me, I can, you know, I have to. I'm guilty of that sometimes too. So I have to really constantly check myself and remind myself of that. Because listen, I can be anywhere. Like, I, listen, it, I can be smack dead in the middle of a church sermon. Like, and I would just <laughs> listen. I would just yeah, bam. I would just, I would just check. Yeah, like you know. Well, and, and, and Darren, we we've been there. We've been in oh, church together. Darren, we've been in church. We yeah. we've been in church together, and we have looked at our phones. Like, okay, uh, what's yeah. going on? We have. But look, yeah. I want to say I'm sorry. In defense like of the board, people, I will say this. Hold on. Okay, if you're going to host, be able to host. If you're going to okay. host, be able to host. You'll be inviting okay. people over to do mm-hmm. that. And, and you, you are boring. So, you know, you need to be able to keep their attention as well. Right. And we're going to move on yes. to our pop culture, but I, I want to say this to, to Chris. You remember you said, um, well, what if, you know, if, you're, if your boyfriend is in his phone, da da da, da or, or you were making reference to your own situation, like it could have been a thing of him really kind of like hesitant to even say that to you because he didn't know how your, what your reaction was going to be. Or he literally just thought he didn't need to. It's just knowledge. Right. We're together. I don't need to tell you that. Yeah. I get it. What you do, what you do. Unless you're unless you're dating a clone of yourself or you know, somebody <laughs> just I cannot you probably do need to tell him. You're probably oh, oh, a lot of relationships but I didn't feel the need to tell him. Yeah, you do. Something that's that's the thing. Speak on it, keep it moving. Don't dwell on it's why not a right always in this phone. How many times are you asking to get out of it? 
He probably yeah. will. He may put, turn it off if you ask well, him. Address the issue well, and move on. That's all I'm saying. So, Michael, okay. this is another conversation I'm, we need to at a later time. Dating are we sure will? Compatible <laughs> Dating compatible people. Dating compatible people. Let me put that on the list. Okay. <laughs> I'm all for it. Okay. So let's go to pop culture. We have 30 minutes left. Really, we have about, I'll say, 28 minutes left. Thank you for all the um, 49. We don't only have 50 actually call in. I can't see who's streaming right now, but thank you to the 49 callers. I really appreciate it. Um, 49 of the 50 um, slots that we have available. Okay, so pop culture. So um, over the weekend, two major basketball players are flipping outdated concepts of masculinity upside down. Um, good friends, Ozzy Al, I, I want to say his name is Ozzy Albies and um, Ronald Acuna of the Atlanta Braves, Atlanta child. Atlanta Braves were captured together in a video that's going viral on IG. In it, Acuna can be seen with his head in Albie's lap while Albie rubs his friend's head. The um, MLB announcers can be heard joking about the moment, laughing about a quote-unquote head massage. Albie is giving, is, is giving um, Acuna or whatever while he's like taking a nap or whatever. There are conflicting reports about what prompted the moment. According to some, Acuna's mother died during the game, and Albie was there to confront his friend. But a spokesperson for the Braves tells Yahoo Lifestyle that's just a rumor. So y'all saw the video, and uh, what did you guys think about it? Thank you. No, 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 no. Wait, let me say this. Okay, so I went to HBCU, Southern College. And um, my final year in college, uh, the entire baseball team was brought from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought they were gay. Everybody thought they were gay. They all had their eyebrows arched for the God. They were really touchy-feely. They, mm-hmm. they, were, um, they were really emotional and sensitive, but, but only one of them was gay. Uh, so you knew it. Hurt. But anyway, <laughs> but the thing is um, – Dominican, the Dominican culture, their men are very sensitive, and I really didn't see the first thing I I didn't I didn't see gay. I just saw like Dominicans who were something had to happen or something like that, and they were just being there for each other. I really didn't even see it as as a gay thing. That's just me. Okay, just no, because it's blatant out Look. in the open, just okay. blatant out in the open. It had to be something big. Okay. Uh, the something being is they're trying to come out and people are forcing them in the closet by making excuses for what they're trying to show you blatantly. It happens mm. all the time with the rappers, with the artists, the basketball players. Mm. The the society that does not want them to be gay makes an excuse why their actions are not gay. Mm. You can be I a fictionist man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you can show your you can show you can console somebody in in the proper way pertaining to who that person is. A man mm-hmm. laying on another man's groin and, and that man massaging his head is 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 a little on the gay side for me. He could have given that man a hug. He could have laid his head on his shoulder. He could have done a million and one things. But in the moment when that emotion kicked in and they showed the rare side of who they really are and they showed to the world, hey, we're gay, we may be lovers, we might like each other, because the people of the world don't want them to be gay, they're going to make an excuse for why what they're doing is not gay. But as a gay man and as a man that, that is very emotional and very touchy-feely with, with those who I care about, I saw nothing but gay actions from it. I don't think it's wrong, but let's stop making excuses for stuff and call it what it is. 
We have like this distorted view of masculinity and femininity, and that's the problem. We associate that kind of actions with being less than a man, and, and whether we know it or not, we associate being less than a man with being a gay man, too. So, you know, it, it's kind of unfair, and it's, it's, it's critical, and it goes into this whole masculinity conversation. But I, don't, I didn't see anything intimate or sexual from that. I just saw something affectionate. I saw somebody who was there for his friend. Somebody was being affectionate. But, again, affection doesn't determine sexual interest. You can be affectionate I with a relative. I, I am 100% and I would not let a woman lay in my lap like that because that would make me uncomfortable. Period. Well, so I the understand man is, your point of view, but I have but a, it's not a random woman. That's, just, that's somebody. But let me say something. Let me no just, woman. But let me say <laughs> something about that. So I have to agree with Chris, like because that's what this and this is why. One of the things that, that that troubles me, you know, about our you know about our community is we are quick to equate everything to being gay. Like, oh, he's gay. He's gay. He's gay. I, at first, I gotta admit that I did think that it was a little awkward upon first glance when I first seen it. I was getting dressed for work um, the other morning, and they had it on the news. And at first glance, I thought it was awkward, but I too didn't see. I just didn't automatically just go out, just jump out the window and say yes, that they are gay. Simply because you know, simply because I do, I you can look at them and clearly see that there was a cultural difference. Um, and after having, when you posted it, Micah, I got a chance to, while I was at work, to actually, you know, just really just look it up, look up different articles and things like that, and really research the article, um, you know, to kind of really just figure out how I really feel about it. And I, I'm definitely in agreement. I, I'm, not with, I'm not making excuses for anything. Yes, it did look a little awkward, but I'm not going to go as far as to say that the two, the two gentlemen were gay. I did research, and I saw that they had been, they had, they have been best friends, really close friends. For a long time. You know, for, uh-huh. a bit, for a very long time. I did, look up, I did get a chance to look up and research, you know, like different, you know, different cultures, particularly the Dominican culture, because that is where they, that is, that's their culture. And like DeMario said, that that's very prominent, you know, showing 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 men showing affection, men men being very in tune with you know what I'm saying with their emotions and things of that nature. That's common, you know, it is common for them. But over, it just seems that what what troubles me is that for us, for here in America or in in the states, we are so quick to demonize, ostracize, and criticize, you know, men. For just for being any type of in tune with their emotions and their senses. And, I, and, and Derek, I'm going to stop you there. And Derek, I'm going to stop you there and say this. You guys have, and it's, it's a question to you guys and to, to, to everyone listening. Have you guys ever heard this or have been told this? Men aren't supposed to cry. Men mm-hmm. can't emote. Men can't eat bananas. Y'all may laugh at this shit, but I just heard it on the, on the Breakfast Club coming, going to work, walking to work. About about the way that about the way that men eat bananas, and sure. I, I'm gonna stop. I'm, hold on. So so the the so I can give the audience and everybody listening what they were talking about as far as the bananas. So they talked about in the Breakfast Club that there's a way. Got some guys feel like there's a way that you that you as a as a heterosexual man 
there's a way that you're supposed to eat a banana, meaning you break it in half, and then it's not, you're not supposed to put your mouth down on it and all this kind of stuff. And, there's, and there was multiple men calling in and saying, man, that's gay. That, they, they shouldn't be eating no banana like that. Blah, blah, blah. And it just was troubling to me that a person, a straight man, now has to, if, he want, if he's at lunch eating the banana, he got to walk and look around and make sure that the way that he wants to eat his banana is not, a, you know, is not reminiscent of what somebody else thinks. You know, that way, the way that he eats the banana is gay. Okay, so anyway, men, eat, men can't eat bananas. Uh, men can't comfort each other. Men can't compliment each other. Or men shouldn't mm-hmm. kiss their sons on the mouth when they are small children. Now, if you're being told this as a young man, what do you think it does to them? And I'm, I'm asking you guys that. What, is it do, what does it do to the hetero young boy? And what does it do to the homosexual young boy? When you're telling them so they can't do this and do that and the other. Go ahead. Builds I, I think it ignorance, builds ignorance for the heterosexual and shame for the homosexual. Mm. And, I, okay. and I have to disagree. And I disagree because this is what okay. this is what we try to do as the world has changed. People mm-hmm. want to deviate from definitions so much just to make themselves fit in. You cannot always do that. My statement was not about masculinity. I didn't say that they were gay because of their masculinity. It's because of the type of affection that was being shown. Now, just like mm-hmm. Michael said with a child and their parents, uh-huh. I still believe to this day that there is a certain way that parents show affection to their children at certain ages, even young or or men and their young daughters. Maybe Mm -hmm. two to three years old, they may kiss them in the mouth. But when Mm -hmm. that child is 13, 14, 15, 30 years old, you should not be kissing your child in the mouth. That has nothing to do with masculinity. It's it's coming to do with what fits in that category as to the type of affection that you're showing. So when I say that I saw them as being gay, it's because of the type of affection that's being shown. It has nothing to do with masculinity. And when we say that when we say, oh, when we tell a man that they're less feminine and that makes them gay, the problem is not that they're viewed as feminine or that they're gay. The problem is that we view being feminine and gay as negative things. If they were not negative things, people would be more susceptible to owning that that's what it is. There is more than one way he could have consoled him without him being in his growing area. If I have somebody's child, I do not let little girls, they could be three, four, five, I don't let them sit on my lap. If I don't know them like that, I'm not let, I don't let people in that area because there are different ways that you can show. You can pick up a child in a certain way. You can hold a child in a certain way. You can do the same thing for men and for women. Even when you go to church, even when you're in school, they tell you it's a certain way to hug. It's a certain way to hold hands. It's not because these things are negative. It's the proper way to do things. So I, I don't know how the masculinity These are two grown men. This isn't a child sitting in a lap or two teenagers in school. These are two grown men that two grown men that have a relationship with each other, that are friends, that are love each other, and, and clearly one is consoling the other. And to say that it's not about masculinity, it is about right. masculinity, masculinity. Because if it didn't look feminine to you, you wouldn't have considered it gay. And that's mm. I disagree. Because a woman could have been laying in a woman's lap, and I would have said the same thing. And that's femininity. So I, I disagree wholeheartedly. It has nothing to do with masculinity. It's a way that he could have had his his arm around his shoulder. He could have laid on his shoulder. He could have laid across his. But let, let, let's so let's, be honest. let's be honest. Let's be honest, Zachariah. Somebody you're going through like that. It's just gay. Let's let's be honest, and, and I'm saying in the world that we in the world that we live in, if we saw that with two females, it, it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't have made no news. It wouldn't have made anything. It like it wouldn't have, it would have gone anywhere. Absolutely right. And Michael, and I agree. But I'm saying that I don't know how my comment got to masculinity because speaking for myself, I was not speaking about masculinity. I'm solely speaking about the place of his body on the other man's body. Simple mm-hmm. as that. 
All right. Are we hearts and minds clear? I just didn't see anything wrong. I didn't see anything wrong with it. I just didn't see anything okay. wrong with it. To be honest, okay. personally, I just didn't. You know, because I could. You know, because before I base my before I base an assumption or you know mm-hmm. saying or base my okay my opinion, I actually took the time to understand and you know and, and research that. But everybody is not not taking anything away from anything that anyone else said. But I do feel that that's one of the things that we are we're very quick to speak and give our opinion on things without fully understanding the backdrop of the situation. And we yeah. have a call. Oh, well, I thought we had a caller. Go ahead. She done hung up. Like, you like, team, girl? Like, you you got a question outside. or not? We have to learn how to step outside of ourselves and yeah. be transparent and just stop looking, stop looking and scratch the surface. Like, go beneath the surface and stop looking at just what a situation looks like and try mm-hmm. to understand why the situation is what it is. Like, get to know, get to understand the who, what, when, and why. And well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this as far as for me, and then we'll move on to the next one. I think Joachimah, if I say this, Joachimah, I'm going to bring you on real quick and I'll move to the, to the, to the last one. Um, when I looked at it, I ain't thought I didn't think shit. I didn't even care. I really didn't. They was cute. Okay, I don't. I can't see the other. Well, one of them was cute. The other one I didn't see until I started doing some research, like like Derry did. But at the end of the day, I didn't care. And I think that what needs to happen is if people just you you have to care but not care about what a person is doing. And if it's not hurting you, if it's not killing you, if it's not, you know, getting into all of your, your juice and your mess, why are you worried about it? And that, and that was something that, was, that I was thinking about as I was, like, jotting notes down, was that it's something that baffles me in, relate, in relation to gay men in, 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 in the South and the North. And, and I'm sure that now with Zachariah, you being in the DMV, and, and definitely Derek, while you're living up north, and then me, of course, further north up here in the New York area, like, in the South, we still can't be as affectionate and, and show displays, uh, you know, public displays of affection. We can, but then we're going we're to be met with something. But then, and, and then right. we can't, and then you have androg- androgynous, you know, people or people that don't really... That, that are, you know, gender nonconforming or whatever, you know, that do walk around Atlanta. They, they're not a trans woman. They're not a, they're not a necessarily guy as people, you know, want them to be. They're, they're not in that box. They're just who they are. You see some of them walking around, you know, the streets of Atlanta. But you come up to, north, to, to New York or just further north, you see a lot of that going on. And guess what? When I first moved up here, and I, 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 I worked right on 7th Avenue, right across from FIT. I walk up and down on my first, like, couple of weeks here, I would look at what the people's reaction were when other, when people, you know, when the trans women that you knew were trans were walking, walking around, when you saw these not, gender nonconforming, you saw these older guys in heels and stuff. Let me tell you something. Them people keep walking. They don't care. You ain't doing nothing to them. You're not invading their space. They don't care. So that's so because they mind their business, Micah. Mind that's business. They mind their business. Yeah, mind, they do. They mind their business. And if, it's not, if it's not affecting, if it's not affecting them, they don't get, they don't give a shit. Like they don't. Yeah, wait a minute, because I don't think when you, when you come, when you, the further you go, when you come out, come about this, Micah, and you, post, I really love what you just said. I'm comparing mm-hmm. the north from, from the north and the south. If I, the further north you the, the further north you come, the less people begin to care about the, the less. That's care. right. About things that about things that don't concern them. That's that's a prominent thing about people. You know what I'm saying? Being us, us being from you and I both being from the south. We're from the south. Yeah, all of us are all of us on the phone. 
from the south. considers to be masculine and a lot of times to tie them two together we have we i i'm a church boy uh most of y'all know that i play for a church Mm -hmm. i'm a musician a lot of that in Mm -hmm. the south since we brought about the south because we are the bible belt is what we have been taught from from down to generation, 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 right. which means absolutely nothing. Because if you go back into biblical times, they greeted each other with a kiss. But if two men were a to kiss. greet each other today with a kiss, oh, y'all fucking ass. You know, y'all, y'all gay. Right. But that's not how <laughs> things used to be. But because of the people that we have become, we have become the people that we don't want to see so that nobody else can judge us. What do I mean? Uh, my friend Quinn Latham, Funky Dunneva, said it the best in one of his videos, the fag is condemning the fag for being the fag that the fag is. Mm, you can't, mm. we, we're condemning each other and looking at each other and pointing out in the next one the very thing that we are and it becomes it becomes feminine and feminine is gay no matter how we say it shouldn't be it shouldn't but it is gay is mm-hmm. feminine now originally the word gay my degrees in english gay had nothing to do with sexual it's orientation happy. it was happy, happy. <laughs> right but okay. men aren't happy men are angry men are rough men are rugged that's what they're supposed to be but who said that and so and a lot of times, and it's not that it's wrong or right, but it's what you've been subjected to and what your own beliefs are. Now, as far as how they interacted with each other, you're absolutely right. I didn't give a damn. I don't know who they was. I had to Google the band name on his jersey because I don't know who it was. I watched cheerleading and gymnastics. I don't watch no baseball. So I had to figure out who he was. But there was something about the way he was consoling them. But again, you don't know their relationship. That could be more than just a teammate. That could be his, you know, second mom. You know, like, we've been on this team. Your mama, my mama ain't here. Your mama here. She took me in a family camp of food. So, you know, it, 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 it's the way it is. But that's that judgment thing. And as far north as you go, it becomes less and less evident of the judging. 
I can walk out of a uh, where I'm on a gig and I'm at a hotel in drag and I come in the lobby, everybody's looking. But if I'm in New York and come out, they're gonna be looking, but they're gonna think I'm somebody on drag race to trying to figure out who I am and they're just gonna be happy. Let me tell you but something. Foul, you can you can get on a train. You can get on a train here and you see in I full see drag, drag in New York on the train. That's right on on the train, baby, going to the because, next gig. Because and nobody looks at them crazy. Right. The clubs there aren't as big as in the South, so they don't have dressing space. So you got to come in with whatever you fit to have on All to go do your gig. And we'd be on the train <laughs> and the Uber, and they'd be like, so where you going? And keep it going. Yeah. And don't ask no Yay. questions either. But I feel... And to sum this up, and I'm, I'm, I want to go to the 305, but I will say this. I feel like eventually, I don't know, hopefully with the, maybe I'm 70, 80 years old by the time that it happens, but I feel like with the millennials and, and with, the, you know, with the, you know, the younger kids coming up, that eventually, you know, that won't be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you, you gay? Okay, child. You, oh, it, might even, it might even be, a, it's not, okay, you like guys? Great. You like girls? Great. You like trans? It's great. Like, what you do is what you do. And I think eventually, you know, it will get to that, you know. As, as time goes so on, too. I feel like it will, I, I think it will get to that. So thank you so much, Jawaka team. I have a great gig, girl. Bye. All right. So I'm going to bring in 305 real quick. Okay. Three, 305, uh, <laughs> 305-6291. You are live at the round table. Please state your name, where you're calling from, and your question or comment, please. All right. My name is Jay. I'm calling from Miami. Um, I got several things to say. I've been listening a long time, and okay. Just, so Jay, like, Jay, can you can you, can you give us one? Because we got nine oh, minutes. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, sure, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. One thing is, I was saying with this last one. Let Jay get it. Hold on, let Jay, let Jay get his stuff out. Go ahead. With, with the two baseball players or whatever, I did see the two, and I didn't think of you know anything about it. I'm actually bisexual, so I'm both ways or what have you. But I just I want to say that society has made it now. You know what I'm saying? Because like as you guys were saying, you guys can walk around in New York or whatever like that. I live in Miami, and there's some good parts of Miami, and there's some bad parts of Miami. And I just feel like the drag queens, the over flamboyant guys or whatever the case like that. I think they have more balls than any straight man walking just because they, they get up every morning, they put on a dress, they put on makeup or whatever like that, whether they look good or whether they don't, they just, they're being who they are. You know what I'm saying? And just to face the world every day and you don't know what's going on mentally in their minds, you don't know what's going on physically, anything like that. You just don't know what it is. And I don't care if it's man, child, dog, rat, whatever, you should be able to show your feelings mm-hmm. and not have to worry about what that's people right. have to say about it. And that's, 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 right. that's just my that's right. with everything. Um, not, the, not, one of the guys Jay. said something I, I, about... Yeah. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, one of the guys said something about um, when, you're, when you get older or whatever like that, how your parents not supposed mm-hmm. to kiss you in the mouth or uh, things like that. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm a mama's boy. I'm a mama's boy. I kiss my mom, but I don't kiss her in the mouth. But when I was small, it was the same thing. My dad was one of those very masculine men, too. And my dad used to make sure that we took baths and everything up until I was off, not grown, but at an age where I could do it myself. But he made sure that that's what happened. My dad would lotion my body and all that type of stuff like that. That has nothing to do with how I'm feeling now. You know what I'm saying? As far as being gay or liking men or anything like that, my daddy was just a type of person that cared for his children. And that's what it was. But right. I work for Department of Children and Families now. But you'll see how many cases I get for if you touch your child in a certain way that that, that they, they're removing your kids. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If your child yeah. or somebody yeah. Yeah. something like that, they're removing your kid. So it's not so much as that's what's going on. You have sexual things um, to do with your kids. It's more of a cultural thing with some people, too, because I'm mixed with Bahamian. And if you come from the islands and stuff like that, people are a bit overly, overly, like they were saying before, like they, they touchy-feely. They're very loving. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's just it, society has made things so bad. Um, especially for the gay community and stuff like that, because you go to the strip club and you see two girls dancing on each other, or whatever the case like that, that's normal. It's not, it's not gay in no yeah. kind of way. But if you go to mm-hmm. a strip club and you see two dudes doing that, automatically it's gay. Somebody's gonna pull out a gun and wanna start shooting and kill the punks. That's that's how they think. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanna say something. Oh, okay. Mister Collins. Yeah. Thank you, Jay. Yeah, yeah, he said you can talk to him. Go ahead. You got some minutes. Go ahead. First thing I want to say, well, mine is just in general. So first thing I want to okay. say is I, I don't really get into celebrities. And as uh, my cousin said, I don't watch the sports, so I don't know who the hell they were. So it's not that I care that I, I don't really. But I do feel like we have to get to a place where we call things as they are. And I'm not just even speaking about this situation. I'm speaking about everything. That is for being gay, being, you know, bisexual, trans men, trans women, all that. I feel like we get into a place so much that we know everybody is so sensitive that we want to watch what we say and we want to hold this back and hold that back. I'm just not that type of person. I'm going to call it how I see it. And the beautiful thing about it is everybody doesn't have to agree. You can feel how you feel, Correct. and I'm going to feel how I feel. Uh, In reference uh, to this situation, again, my, my perspective on it, it, it had nothing to do with masculinity or femininity. It's literally just a place that he chose to place his body on on that other person's body. And it may not be for everybody, but I look at mm-hmm. women the same way that I look at men. If I see some girls do some lesbian type shit, in my head they some lesbian. I mean, it is what it is. The problem with it that I don't think we're accepting is that lesbianism is viewed as a positive thing. Being gay is viewed as a negative thing. So if we ever got to a time and space where being gay was not such a negative thing, people would own up to it more often, and we would have to figure out. Yeah, and and and, and, and I say it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Maybe when I'm fifty or sixty or seventy, but it's gonna happen. You know, um, and that's kind of like what the conversation was about. Like you know, the north and the south, and what's accepted down there, and what's not accepted. You know, and, and vice versa. So I think eventually it's also it's it's all gonna come. You know, because uh, the old will be washed out because they'll be dead, cremated in the ground, whatever. You know, and eventually, you know, the 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 ones that are bringing up their kids like you could be whatever you want to be. You want to be a woman. You want to be a man. Whatever. You want to be another gender. I'm here to support you. As you see, some of those families are starting to, you know, surface. And so, you know, more and more as 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 they as the years go along, you know, they're going to be teaching their children that it's okay to be whoever you are, and I support you in that. And so eventually that will happen. But thank you so much, Jay. I wish you had some more time, but we don't. But uh, we'll yes, probably thank have you another. So much, Jay. Okay. Oh, sorry. Thank you, Jay. Okay. So guys, I think we had a wonderful. I think we had a wonderful conversation. I really, really enjoyed tonight. Um, I thank you guys that um that are listening um make sure that you are sharing it with your friends and um inbox me for topics but we had a lot that we I mean we have some more stuff that we're going to cover we were going to talk about the black barbershop and you know I'm still interested like I'm still interested to know what even the panel thinks about that I'll share the link for the the masses to to, to read because it's very interesting you know that that article about the black barbershop and all of that kind of stuff and I mean it's just a whole lot that can come from I know, that I have to say too. 
Okay, and then, and then the Kim Kardashian and, and Tyson Beckford thing, you know, I wanted to talk about that. We don't have time because we only have three minutes left. But, um, you know, between that and then I think on – do you guys watch Love & Hip Hop Hollywood? Anybody watch that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was something yeah, that came, Michelle said in the first in the first episode. I can't remember what she – because I didn't feel like going back and watching it. But there was something what that she said to the young – yes, yes. Yeah, she, she so she referenced she referenced the, the whole sis thing, and so it's like we gotta we gotta unpack that too because we gotta stop letting these women you know feel like they can just you know take a uh, take a dig at these men and no matter if you do know what they do you know what I'm saying but these are the same ones that have best friends that are that are gay men have hairstylists that are gay men have stylists that are gay men have managers that right. are gay, gay men but you guys right. want the first thing you want to do is take a dig at at your at this man. Uh, you know, and call him sis or what, whatever. So that's another conversation. I thank you guys. Please hold the line for my parents. Please hold the line for me. And we're going to go ahead and play the uh, the closing, and uh, we'll see you next time. So guys, hold the line for me. Well, that's actually it for tonight's show. I want to thank my amazing panel for being a part of tonight's Roundtable Talk Part 2. You guys are much appreciated, and I thank you once again. More importantly, thanks to all of you who took the time out to support and listen as well as get involved. We appreciate you. Now, please stay tuned for the air date for our Part 2 version of What's the Tea in LGBTQ, moderated and co-hosted by the lovely Toya Washington. So be on the lookout for promotion for that show. Now, before we end tonight's show, I have to leave you guys with a quote of the week. Be wary about who you follow online. Some accounts will keep you in your feelings and others will prolong sadness instead of inspiring you to find a way out. If you reinforce how you feel, you may only feel it deeper. That's why it's important to stay empowered. Until next time, everyone be blessed.